Good, y'all. Welcome back to the Photo Winners Podcast. So my name is Nate. I'm the host, CEO of PhotoWinners.com. And today we have a cool guest. Cool. And the reason why I say cool is because me, I love e- I love e-commerce. <laughs> and I love talking to people who have like a lot of success with uh with e-commerce. So today we got on a guy. How old are you, bro? How old are you? Like 21? Yeah, 21. Yeah, 21 years old. He's made over six figures doing doing e-commerce within a year span with a lot of different adversity and obstacles, you know, coming coming on in his life. So we got him on today to talk about how he even did everything. Plus, plus we're going to be talking about how he's doing his ads and a lot of other different things with e-commerce. And, you know, I'm just happy to have you on, bro. So go ahead and introduce yourself for the people real quick. You know, let them know where to find you, you know, all of that good stuff. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you for having me. Um, So my name again, like he said, is Dantes Akram. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore the real Tez and on Twitter at Dantes Akram. Um, I own I currently own a six figure durag brand that I originally originally started off building in Cleveland, Ohio with uh, just delivering durags. Um, I just started a clothing brand. Um, it's done uh, a little over five figures in about a week or so. So that's pretty successful. And then I also sell courses. If you guys want to check those out, if you want to learn how to do e-commerce, you guys can check that out by clicking the link in my bios. So, yeah. So, hey, everybody, we're going to make sure that we put all of this, all these details, his social media, his courses and stuff like that down in the details of the podcast. So, and also I'll have them, you know, repeat everything again at the, at the end of the podcast too. So, okay, bro. Thank you for the introduction. So number one, Let's let's just go let's just go back to the beginning where all of this where all of this shit started. Right. So like how how did you how did you get started building with e-commerce in general? Like how just give us the backstory real quick. Right. So I originally started off um so if you guys don't know I speak Arabic. Um I lived in Egypt for a period of, of time in my life for about 4 years. So I was familiar with the language and there was a beauty supply store close to my house. So I don't know how it just popped into my head that I was, you know, I was looking to sell do-rags. I swear it was just God-given. It's just not something you're going to think of any day. Um, but, you know, me speaking Arabic, I spoke to the owner of the store, of the beauty spot store, and I was able to negotiate with him, get some better pricing, managed to get the price down $2 under what he was selling it for to other people. So that's how I made my hustle. Um, you know, I started delivering them locally in Cleveland. I was charging people between 5 to $20, depending on how far they were. Uh, just to deliver it. And that's where I was making my profits at. So, um, you know, I've done, I did that for about two to three months. I didn't even have to work while I was getting paid, um, you know, from just doing that, I didn't have to work. And then that's when I came apart or uh, came upon e-commerce, which was uh, probably in like October of 2018. Um, That's when I really started questioning myself, like, how is it, how is there a way that I can get all of this stuff online? How can I expand? And, and if you're from Cleveland, you know, Cleveland is not the best area to be in or to be living in. But um, and my my thought process was I need to get out of the way. You know what I mean? So I just instantly thought, how can I make a website? And I, I went to YouTube and I seen somebody, they were just making websites and all that stuff. But I seen one video, it was just like a dude, he was in the video, he was getting sales throughout the video. And they was counting how many sales he got. And they were just talking about e-commerce and all of this stuff. And I'm like, Dag, so it's called e-commerce. So you're just selling stuff online. It's called e-commerce. All right, I'm going to dig deep. And I just watched a whole bunch of videos, jumped in, and uh, I already had my clientele. So it was easy for me to scale in the beginning uh, of starting my business. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. So it was one of those, you, you know those YouTube dudes you see, they, they pop up and they be like, hey, you want to know how I got this Lamborghini? Like, right. <laughs> it, was, it was one of them dudes that you be seeing on a, <laughs> that you be seeing on a YouTube ads. 
Yes, bro. Hey, they got those beats. <laughs> <laughs> bro, them, those shits, those shits go go crazy though, cause they've been running them. I be see, I've been seeing like some of the ads that I've been seeing, even with those YouTube uh, advertising with those e-commerce gurus. Like they've been running the same ad for a long time, so you know, you know, it's converting. You know, it's converting. And they've been running it for so like for so long. So like <laughs> that that's that's fucking crazy. So like yeah. who's who are some of the who are some of the people that you was looking at on YouTube? You know any of their names or not? Uh one was Sebastian. I know uh I forgot his last name, but I know his name was Sebastian. And then um uh, one more, his name was Hayden Bowles. Those those were like two people I really looked at a lot. Um what I found like with YouTube, especially if you're learning any type of skill where you're gonna be making money online, you gotta kind of uh like grow with the person that you're watching on youtube so if you if you resonate with this certain person on youtube watch their content and go through all of their videos and then find someone else like that because you know you're going to be getting different information on youtube regardless of wh which person you choose just choose somebody you resonate with that you like watching that you can watch consistently and then just venture off after that but that's how i started learning which was that's, that's actually hella true though because a lot of them have like a lot of them have a lot of different strategies. They they uh, all of them are all of them are successful, but they just all have their own little like spin on, on how they're doing things. And I've seen people like even me, like a couple years ago, I was watching so many different types of people. I it was getting to the point where I was getting confused. Like like yeah. one person saying do this, another person saying do that. I mean, they both are right in a sense, but that shit can get can get, can get confusing. So it's good as you said, uh it's good that you said, uh, you know, try to grow, try to grow, try to grow with one with one person. It's kind of like they mentoring you in a sense, yeah. like you when you just literally just sitting and, you know, growing with one uh, e-commerce uh, YouTuber. So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely happy you said that. Yeah. So, like, so, like, what about like when you started when you started selling the do rags at first, what were people saying to you? Man, bro, <laughs> the first like, thing I no, you can go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. First thing I heard was, dude, you really going to the beauty supply store and flipping the durags, bro? I'm like, hey, <laughs> people lazy, bro. I'll take advantage. You look at Grubhub, you know what I mean? Like, look at DoorDash. Look at all these places. People are lazy, yo. So I was thinking, like, yo, look, I'm on some next level, some next level, bro. Like, they was tripping, though. It was like, man, dude, you really doing numbers like this off of delivering durags? I'm like, man, look, don't beat the hustle, man. Don't talk about it. What about what about your mom? Like, what was your mom? What did your mom say? I'm always interested in like what people were saying to people in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Because in yeah. the beginning, people always think you either crazy or you just dumb as hell, like for doing whatever it is you're doing in the beginning. And then once you first get that first check, it's like, you know, uh, you know, oh, I I believe it enough. I was watching. I was even. You know who Zaytoven is? Yeah. I was watching this uh, interview with Zaytoven. He was talking about how uh, he would first, he, when he first started making beats, his dad used to come downstairs like turn that shit down, like this ain't no studio, yada yada yada. Then when he then when he got his first like twenty five thousand dollar check and he came home and gave each of his parents like five thousand dollars each, his dad used to come downstairs like, hey, you want some water? You need any? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like that shit was fucking crazy. So I'm always interested in that. What was what was your parents like? What was your parents saying about? you know, uh, you, you doing what you was doing in the beginning. So my mom, she was like, just be safe. You know what I mean? Cause she, 
she like my mom is a hustler so she i get everything from her so when it comes to hustling and got to be creative to get your money she's all for it she just wants me to make like wants me to make sure that i'm not exposing myself too much to the stuff that can happen so her main thing was safety my dad was like yo let me cop a couple like he was like all right go ahead do your thing so i was just like all right i'm gonna go ahead and knock this out then like really do it and i was just doing it like every day eight in the morning to like eight at night sometimes i go like overtime i'll be driving to like six seven cities a day like just out there that's that's crazy that's and that's really good your parents were super supportive of what you was doing but not, not a lot of people had it so that's definitely that's definitely what's up now okay so you was driving so while you were doing this like what was your mind state while you were doing this like were you just was it just like something that you were just you were just like oh this is making money you know what I mean? like what was, what was your entire like I don't know how to explain it. Like, what was your entire mind state while while you were doing what you were doing? Was it just like you were just going with the flow, or, or I don't know. Like, what what like what what was it? Honestly, it was. I've always been like huge on my hair and stuff, like making sure I had waves and stuff. And with me, like being so interested in having waves and watching YouTubers on it when I was young and stuff like that, just little little stuff that I, when I did that I did when I was young. It just kind of was like a numbers game at that point. It was like I'm already, I already like do rags a lot. I already got a whole bunch of them. I'm already rocking them, and it's like I used to have different colors and stuff. People would be like, "Where are you getting that from?" So I used to be like, "All right, people actually saying something." So I was like, you know, part of me felt like, yeah, I'm just I'm flipping do rags. That's what I was telling myself. And then the other part was just like numbers, like how many can I buy? How many can I get off? And then how many can I buy again with that money? And how much will I have? And then how much can I reinvest in it? Like, that's my whole process. I was in the car driving a person to person, using a calculator, like making out my profits, planning out my next couple steps, answering DMs. Like, I was just like hustling. That's all I was thinking in my head. So, like, so, like, what, what, okay, so you started off, now this just came to my mind. So, okay, you started off, you started off getting, getting your stuff from the, uh, from the beauty supply store. Yep. But then at some point, like you got to scale up and start ordering bigger supply, you know, bigger, you know, bigger, uh, bigger, shit. uh, sh you know, orders of the other do rags. So how was it for you? Like finding a supplier? Like what, like what was that entire experience? Like trying to find a supplier for your e-commerce store? So originally I was like, the first thing I, and I tell people this, YouTube and Google should be your best friend. The first thing I did was I Google, uh, do rag supplier. And then literally Alibaba came up. So <clears throat> I seen Alibaba. I'm like, oh, they got an app because there was like, you know, the little pop-up they had. It was like download the app or whatever. So I downloaded the app. I got on there. I just look up Durag suppliers and I just go through all of the different suppliers. So then I found out that there was a filter button. And I filtered it by the people who had the best or the suppliers with the best reviews. And I went through like the top 25 and then I'll cut it down to like the top 10 and I'll write their names down. And then I'll reach out to them and then ask for samples, you know, video samples or uh, videos, pictures, you know, uh, quality, like pictures of their quality and like the threading they use, everything. I used to be very detailed when I'm contacting the suppliers and I just cut it down to three and then I'll just use three, um, you know, negotiate with those three, ask for uh, a better MOQ, which is a minimum order quantity. Um, you know, I used to ask for better pricing and just negotiate with three and then order samples and then. That's when I started, all right, this supplier is good. I'm going to rock with them for a little bit, but I'm still have these ones on the back because, you know, just in case something go left. So that was my, that was how I transitioned into finding suppliers. And now 
always tell people you got to have at least at least two to three suppliers like at least because i've had stuff where it fell through so bad and it kind of like paused like a whole business like you can't be a tell, tell, tell some horror stories about that though and you know which one? Oh my god <laughs> so i was selling designer durags um you know i probably made like over 75k just from designer durags bonnets headbands and stuff and um so one day, you know, I, I put in the biggest order I ever put in on, on ordering inventory, which is 9,000. I was like, yo, this is a lot. I told, I asked my mom, I had to like, ask my mom, like, yo, this is a chunk. Like, so I was scared. It was a risk and I'm a, I'm a huge risk taker. So I did it anyways. And, you know, some weeks went by and I was just wondering like, yo, where's my packages? They usually ship them out fast. You know, they usually get here. And, you know, I'm looking around. So I started checking DHL. And then that's when I got a call, and they were like, "Yo, what's DHL? Uh, DHL, which is a, a shipping service. So they oh, okay, uh, okay. like SPS. But uh, I got a call from US Customs, which is like the protection uh, for the border and all that stuff for mail and all that stuff. And they went through the boxes, and you know, at the time I knew I could get in trouble for selling that stuff. <laughs> but I thought it was only from the the, the actual uh, brands like Gucci and uh, you know Louis Vuitton all that stuff. So they contacted me and was like, "Yeah, we uh we're confiscating this whole these all of these packages and we're destroying it all." And I'm like, oh. like my heart it dropped through my stomach. I was like, "You're you're what? Like I just paid nine thousand for that? You know about to do that? I'm like I could just pick it up right now. Y'all ain't even got to touch it." <laughs> And they like, they like, yeah, no, we're, there's no way we're letting this out of our sight. We're, it's on its way to get destroyed right now. You can't sell these counterfeit products. So wait, your shit got caught in customs? Caught in customs. Caught me red-handed. I was like, man, bro. How did, like, what, did they call you or did they email you? Like, how did, how did you even get in, like, how did they even get in touch with you like that? So DHL is able to, uh, um, DHL and U.S. Customs, they're able to uh, check packages. So they can just randomly check your package. And I was ordering so much from China, and this is around the, when the virus started coming around. So they checked, oh, the, like, you know, they checking this from China. They want to make sure nobody getting sick. It ain't, you know, doing whatever. And then they seen it, and it was just like, oh, it's over. They were like, it's all counterfeit. You get, you know, copyright sued, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, after I look at it all, it's, uh, it's all a blessing because it was always a chance that I could have got caught by, you know, Louis Vuitton or Gucci and really got sued for selling those products. You know what I mean? I've had other brands reach out to me and say, hey, did you ever come across this problem? I just got an email from Louis Vuitton or something like that. I just recently heard that. So it was like a blessing. I just stopped selling designer stuff. I just took it all off. And I've I've been scaling just regular, regular products. And it's been selling just like I didn't even, like I didn't even remove anything. So it's like, it's still cool. That's fucking, <laughs> that's, that's fucking crazy. Your shit really got caught in customs though. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that uh that's really that's really a story to tell though so like okay all right but so what the so oh another question what about uh now you ordering these big ass quantities of like do rags and all of this shit mm -hmm. how are you able to how are you able to fit all of this in your house like because i know they have like fulfillment centers and all this other extra shit like have you uh been looking into any of that type stuff or like fulfillment centers and and whatever yeah, so currently I hold it in my inventory room, and that's where I'm at right now. You guys can see all of the stuff behind me. Um, those are my bins that I keep everything organized. I pretty much got a whole room just for my own products and stuff. Um, but I have contacted uh, fulfillment centers, and I found that 
it's a little bit it's a little bit more costly when you have a variety of different products so i have different designs different colors different styles you know so it's it costs a little bit more because you have to use bins and each particular color and do-rag or bonnet or headband will have to go in a particular bin so it's all organized so um i found that just starting here with myself and then when i start really pushing my numbers up I'm still working on getting my items faster now since I'm like selling a lot more than I expected. So, um, you know, lately I've just been storing it here, shipping it out from here and just take care of it from here. Um, you could use a fulfillment center if you have like a couple products that you're offering and you're doing huge numbers. You definitely should go with a fulfillment center. But in this case, especially with my profit margins not being like crazy huge, like how I am with, or how it is with my clothing brand, it just makes more sense to just do it here for yeah. now. What fulfillment centers was you looking into? So I looked at uh, Ship Bob, and I also looked at Ship Monk, and then um, there was one more that randomly emailed me, but I wasn't really interested. Those were the yeah, two. They, they probably fuck around and be the same company, and nobody ever even know. <laughs> Just well, brand, I mean, the reviews were different. different. You said what? The reviews were different for sure on both mm -hmm. of them. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So now when it goes to you now when you were selling the product okay in the beginning you were selling them you know person to person then you move then you moved everything onto uh on the onto uh shopify and all of that so number one uh when you first started running advertisements on your on your product like what was your, what was the entire process with that like when you first started running advertising because a lot of people don't really know how to run ads or their ads just fall their advertisements just fall flat so like what was your entire process on that? Well, the biggest thing for me when I came to ads was understanding what what I'm spending money on and how I how I need to read the data. Because you can't just spend money on ads and think, yeah, I'm gonna get sales, but you don't know how to read what you're getting. You may be you may be um, spending a lot more money on a certain on a certain interest or a certain uh, subject of a of a um, of something, whatever you're targeting. You could be spending more money on that when your data is telling you you need to spend money on you know what I mean so people need to learn how to uh, read data but I started off with Instagram ads and the reason I did that was because it's the most simplest one like you literally go to promote in your Instagram um, so when as soon as you pull up your Instagram on one of your pictures or videos it says promote at the bottom when you click promote you can sign up through Facebook uh, you're gonna have to sign up through Facebook because you're gonna have to make your payments to pay for your ads through Facebook um, since Facebook owns Instagram so once you do that you set up a page on Facebook everything is uh everything is pretty much good you move your um your instagram to a business profile and then that's when you start running the ads through there and you can target stuff just like facebook ads um you know facebook ads is a lot more data and it shows you a lot more but instagram ads is the best to start off with especially if you don't know nothing about ads and you just want to start spending some money to see what it can do definitely work with instagram ads so when you say like um so when you say like pay attention to data, like even when when it goes into like Facebook ads, like what what are you looking at when it goes into like when you start running your Facebook ads? What are the different metrics that you're looking at to see like okay this this ad is doing good? You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you were to like say say if I got a product right now and I'm trying to run advertisements on it, like mm -hmm. tell me tell me what I need to be what I need to be paying attention to and what I need to be looking at. So the biggest things I look at is going to be the unique link, link clicks. So how many people are actually clicking through the link? The click-through rate. So how many people are watching the ad and actually clicking the learn more or shop now button? Is it that's how you're gonna really know if that's a good ad or if people are really watching it? Um, you know, they're on Facebook. You can look at how many seconds people watch your video. So if you have a video and it's you know 
it's a one minute video and people only watching it for three seconds, then kind of tells you that, hey, either the beginning of the video needs to be cut up or this video just doesn't work. You need to try something else. Um, another thing I look at is the impressions. So how many people are actually looking at it, engaging with the uh, with the uh, ad? And then I also look at the purchase ROAS, which is return on ad spend. So how much are you spending and how many sales or how, and how much are you making back per dollar that you spend? So say like if you um, if you're selling something and you sell something for twenty five dollars, but you or if you sell something for fifty dollars, but you only spent twenty five dollars uh, to make that fifty dollars, then you have a two row ads because for every dollar you spent, you made back two. So um, though, those are some huge things that I look at because that's where all of the data is telling you if you should keep testing and keep spending your money or not. So those are the things that I personally will look at. And then after that, there's pretty much other stuff to look at, but the, none of that stuff really is super important for me um, just because of the way of how I test and what I'm looking for. So. So, all right. So when you first, how much money did you start off with when you first started running your ads? Like how much were you spending per day? So I remember when I first ran my very first ad for my durags, I was probably spending like $10 a day. And you on Instagram, you can uh, set a like uh, a duration so you can do like five days, six days, seven days. So I just my first one, I think I did was like uh, $50 over a week. So I had spent um, well, $50 over five days. So it was a $10 a day. So I have first started off with there just to see how things would go. And then I seen it start bringing in a lot of likes, a lot of followers and stuff. So I just I was like, all right, well, this is what the money is for. It's not about to just sit in my account for no reason. I'm gonna reinvest and see how I go. So start dumping more and more and more into it. So I, at one point I was like doing $50 a day, trying to see how, how I would perform. Because if you find something that works, you can keep dumping money into it and keep getting good results. So, and I know I know a lot of people, they say like, you should always start, like you started with $10 a day. I've been seeing a lot of people, they say like, you know, start with a, you know, start with a couple of dollars, you know, per day. And then if they start, you know, converting or whatever, you know, then start scaling up, you know, putting more money into the ad, putting more money into the ad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's your take on that? You think you think that that's true? Like that's a good uh, strategy to use when you first start start running them, or should yeah. you or should you put a lot of money in, into it? And you know, just because you can get the advertisement, you know, more out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like what's what's your what's your take on that? So I start off with lower budgets because no matter what, no matter how much you're spending, the ads have to optimize and they need time. So you don't want to be spending a lot of money when the ads still need to go through their phase of targeting certain people, finding the certain people who would like this type of content. You need to give it time. So I usually wait, um, you know, from three to four days before I make any adjustments to any ads that I'm running. But I'll usually start off with like five dollars per day on each uh, interest that I'm targeting. So if I'm targeting like a computer, so like I'm selling MacBooks, you know, I'll target, you know, students, um, you know, MacBooks, Apple, you know, I'll target all those different things. And then I'll run it at $5 per day each. And then I'll see how that goes over the course of three to four days. If I get a sale, great. I'll start looking at, okay, if I amplify how much I'm spending, will that make my rate or uh, would I be profitable if I do that? And then again, as you're scaling, you got to give it three to four days every time you're changing your budgets to scale because it needs time to optimize to see if it's really working. So I'm in the phase right now doing that with my courses too. So what's a, so, so before we talk about, okay, I see, I, I want to talk about the courses too now talking about ad optimization. So you say you got to give time for your ad to optimize. So it's a thing where people will cut their ads too early. Yep. 
people think, okay, well, the very first thing that I found that was super common, especially with the people that I have in the group chat, is that people were cutting their ads on the second day or they were changing stuff on their website on the second day because they didn't get a sale on the first day. And me personally, you're never going to get an ad. Um, if you get a, a sale the first day, usually the day after that, it starts going pretty weak or the day after that, it usually gets pretty weak. So in the beginning, don't even expect to get a lot of sales, you know, expect to lose money in the beginning because that's the testing phase. You know, you may, you, if you're breaking even, that's really good. Like, but if you're profitable, then it's really, really good. But if you're not, you still need to give it time to like, to actually optimize and see how it's going to run and see if it actually can convert. Mm hmm. So how how long do you often tell people to like wait until you wait for the advertisement to optimize? So I, like I said, when I when I first start, as soon as I click, uh, you know, publish for on Facebook ads or any type of ad, I don't touch the website for three to four days. I don't touch the ads for three to four days. I'm not looking at it. I'm not I'm not doing anything. I'm just letting it spin. And then I'll go back and look at over those three days and I'll look at each day individually and then I'll look at them all three as a total. How did it do overall? Did it convert? You know, is it running good? Or the, or the is the data that I'm getting back um, good data to where I, I should keep spending, or should I just cut it loose? So, mm -hmm. are you do you do you ever? Uh, I think it's called geo targeting. Like where you where you put it in, where you advertise in a certain area. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything like that, or have you done anything like that and same results with it? Or yeah, so there's things like um, so if you're dropshipping, I have a dropshipping brand too. Um, if you're dropshipping, you can target dropshipping countries. So that way you're not excluding your ad from countries that are still able to access the, the product. So they can pay through their currency and still, um, you know, buy it in your currency. And then you can still ship it to them through dropshipping because their country allows dropshipping or um, allows AliExpress standard shipping. What, so more, more so like the United States. Like, like do, you, do you be like, okay, I want to target Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have you ever done anything like that, or you usually just, or or do you usually go broad as far as like the states and stuff like that? Because I don't know. I I met like one person that uh that advertised like that ever that did an e-com story and advertised in a certain area, but mm -hmm. most like most of the people that I've met so far have have done like all you know all states. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so I what what about you? Yeah, I do. I do all states. I do like, you know, United States, United Kingdom, Canada, you know, I do the big countries. And then, um, yeah, I usually just do big countries because if you do states, like only reason I would run an ad on a state is say like if I was, you know, um, you know, a restaurant hired me to get more people to their store, then I will only do the people in that state to get them to, or, you know, run an ad through the people in that state. Who are able to access that restaurant and then i'll run the ad there because they're the only ones who's going to be able to get there you know what i mean so i don't yeah. only do like a if it's a storefront if it's a storefront you should run it in your city and your state if it's not if you like online and you're shipping it should always be you know as broad as you can possibly get yeah because me i'm we about this we about to start running ads and i'm i'm mainly about to be running ads on, on uh on web development because i can charge a stack for a website or so even if i if i spend like 60 dollars, you know my customer acquisition cost is like 60 dollars or something like that right. i'm still i'm still coming out on top like crazy you know what i'm saying yeah. so uh so i got uh i got this guy I got I got a few people. I got like two or three people uh, from a local area that and I made them say like and, and I made them do I made them all do like um 
like uh what's the what the fuck is it testimonial testimonials and i made them say like where there's where their uh location was like like i did i did one uh we did we did one uh website for a guy he owns a marina a restaurant and a couple other businesses all in the same town so mm -hmm. I, I made him say like hey uh, my name is so and so. I'm the owner of I'm the owner of uh, Flows Flows Luncheonette and Patchog. We own so and so and so. You know what I'm saying? And then right. I plan on just running that ad, like, cause it's a well known business in Patchog, where the town that I'm in. So uh, it's a well known business. So I plan on just running the ad, like, just in that area with him saying like the actual location, you know, of the place, and right. like, pretty much just pretty much just seeing how that goes. And like I said, like even if I even if I run the ad, spend like. 60 like 60 70 dollars just for on customer acquisition i'm still coming out on top because the fucking service is so expensive so it's right. like yeah so that, you know that's what i was that's why i was asking about that but i do plan on too uh i do plan on with us selling shopify stores i do plan on targeting like all states as far as like shopify stores and shit like that but just targeting like brick and mortar right uh, businesses and shit like that yeah i plan on doing the uh doing one uh location and that's another thing to talk about too like uh people running advertisements on product that don't have too much margin so it's you know what i mean yeah so like that's that's another thing that i've seen people people run into or they just spending too much money on ads you know what i'm saying and even if they get in sales they still losing you, you know what i mean have you heard anybody running into situations like that too though all the time you know people they, they they get emotionally connected to a product and they're testing and testing and testing, spending all this money because they feel like, yes, it works, but they're not listening to the data. That's something that you got to like, especially in e-commerce, you got to really pay attention because <clears throat> you can really get all the signs in your face. And because of your emotions, because you feel like it sells, because you will buy it, because of all these other um, excuses, you're going to keep selling and keep wasting money, even though it's, a, it's not a winning product or it may be too saturated or you know, who you're targeting is just not resonating with it or how you're wording your brand on your website and how you're wording everything, how you're trying to funnel people into it is just not working. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And that's why a lot of people usually see, you know, that they aren't doing good on ads because, you know, they aren't taking their time with the brand. They're not taking their time with understanding emotionally how is this person supposed to feel when they have this product or when they use it. You know, they don't think about that stuff a lot. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. I I completely I completely completely agree with that, man. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of different mistakes that people make when they when they go into uh when they start doing e-commerce. And I heard you mention something about brand. You know, I'm a crazy, yeah, I'm a crazy brand. I'm a crazy brand person. So like, what's like, I see a lot of e-commerce stores that don't really put a lot of emphasis into into actually branding the store, even if they don't even want to put their name on it. You know what I mean? Right. Like they don't put a lot of emphasis into actually branding branding the fucking store. And I feel like that's something that ends up ends up hurting them, ends up hurting them in the long run. Like no matter what goal that they may have for the store, like I feel like branding is just one of them things that people really need to like <laughs> really need to pay really need to pay attention to. Like what's what's your take on that? Have you run into the same thing seeing people not really taking that portion seriously and it kind of biting them in the ass? For sure. You know, you taught me a lot about branding, like, like literally so much like and then, you know, me just testing it and then, you know, looking for more data, reading the books that you recommended me, all that stuff. That's helped me so much understand with branding that 
when I see certain e-commerce stores without trying to brand themselves, I know that their sales aren't where they could be because their customer return rate isn't high. You know, people attach themselves emotionally to brands, not just regular stores, because you're not going to be right. connected to Giant Eagle. That's just not something you're going to be emotionally connected to, um, unlike Apple, you know what I mean, an actual brand. So those are things that, like, I think about. And then, you know, long term, it's easier. I say this all the time. It's easier to sell something to someone who has bought something from you um, already than it is to sell something to someone just brand new. So with branding, you know, people come back. You know, they they tune in, they sign up for your newsletter, they sign up for your your SMS, uh, your SMS um, market and they, they sign up for all these different things because they want to stay in tune because the service was good. The branding was good because the um, the shipping time was good because the product itself is good. Or if you're the face of your brand, they just like you. You know what I mean? So that's what I found that branding is superior to anything and everything like you do branding correctly. That's the long term. If you want to just do drop shipping and just something small where you can make some money up front which is still good but it's short term you're not going to last long mm -hmm. yep. yep i i completely agree with that i definitely i completely agree with that and, and when we talk about branding too like for people that may be listening to this and i don't know they're not too like savvy 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 on what we say by branding just to just to make it like really really like bottom floor like simple so it's pretty much just I, I can just give you like three or three or four things to do three or four things to do. So number one, figure out like a why behind, like a why behind your business. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's, that's number one. So this is like the, this is like the reason why your, your, your business exists. So like, uh, so for example, who, who could we think of? Let's think of like uh Tesla, right? So mm -hmm. Tesla, Tesla wants to pretty much make a, more advanced more advanced and more green planet right so they want people to use like more sustainable energy and they right. want people to be more advanced in technology like that's that's their why you know what i'm saying and that's why when you think about elon musk and shit like that you think about like uh you know spaceships and all this robots you know what i'm saying and, and shit yeah. like that because that's like his why you know what i'm saying his why behind behind what he's doing <clears throat> so that's number one. I, it's a lot that goes into branding, but I'm just making it very, 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 very like simple. So, uh, number one, have a why. Next is next is what I would tell you to do is uh, choose a theme that goes with choose a theme for your brand that goes with the why. So, if we talk about like Tesla, like Tesla, you know, they're that green energy uh, advanced technology company. Now, when you talk about theme, like what like what you see. You could you can apply so many different themes to that. It could be a gothic, I don't know, <laughs> brand that's about sustainable energy and you know and whatever. Or it can be uh, a damn Chuck E. Cheese brand, you know what I'm saying, or whatever a Chuck E. Cheese theme or whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck it may be. You know what I'm saying? So number one, get your why, then attach whatever theme that you want. You know what I'm saying? That you want uh, to to the why to the why of the brand, and then lastly. Lastly, what you need to do to be able to build brand is think about like your customer transition. Like who is your customer before they before they touch base with you and who are they after? So like uh, and this is one thing that a lot of people don't really pay a lot of attention to uh, when they when they uh, when they go into branding is it's, it's customer transition. So believe it or not, when you interact with any brand, 
like you you turn into a different person after you interact with that brand so like let's just keep talking about tesla so a person when they buy with tesla when they buy with tesla number one like the the surface level reason why they buy with tesla is i need a car but it's a lot more than that when it goes into why they buy from tesla right. so the internal reasons why they they may be buying with tesla is they want to they want to look cool so that when people see them driving down the street because they got the latest technology you know what i'm saying they they, they want to feel like they're, they want to look or feel smarter when they drive when they drive that car you know what i'm saying like that's like that's like an internal an internal need a need of that person you know what i'm saying so uh and you can see this when it goes into like tesla's like marketing and stuff like that because okay they need a car but then when you look at when you look at tesla's like uh advertisements it shows like all the different specs and all of the different advancedness of the car they make it look it looks damn near like somebody is driving a spaceship when you look at a tesla advertisement like go on youtube that shit it looks literally like a fucking spaceship yeah. when they, you know what i'm saying so they want to make people feel like they're driving some shit that nobody else has and it's more advanced you know what i'm saying and it's not like nobody has like a ferrari or a lamborghini it's it, it's like nobody has like this is a fucking this is 20 this is like some 20 55 shit you know what yeah. I mean? we in 2020 you know what i'm saying so Future. like yeah future, futuristic you know what i mean so like just going into going into that and then lastly like when people buy with brands they have like a, a moral like compass behind why they buy with a brand and you can see this with like companies like um like times like yeah. people people buy from times because they want to feel like they're doing a chair you know they're like charitable they want to feel like they're giving because every time you buy a pair of time shoes they give it to like a, a, a you know a kid that's in poverty or something like that you know what i mean yeah. so like uh like when people buy with tesla they buy because they want to feel like they're doing something good for the planet you know what i mean so like they want to feel like they're doing they're going green or they're doing something good for the planet so it's like that moral compass as well so they have those needs and then when they buy the tesla car you fulfill you fulfill those needs so now they have a car now they feel like right. they're the shit and they driving a fucking spaceship and now they feel yeah. like they doing something good for the planet you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so like and that's like that customer transition like if you can tie that in with your with your e-commerce store it you know it'll 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 take you far but that's like a like a really like basic uh you know yeah. rundown of rundown of branding and, and like i said that customer transition is like crucial and you can use that a lot in, in uh and your marketing and your advertising and shit like that too but um but yeah so like branding man that's that's definitely that's definitely where it's at so oh question though yeah when it goes to your shopify store though when it go to your shopify store what are some key things that people need to have on their shopify store so i think the very first thing that i think of is you need to be able to have your the right pages so you know your legal terms you know uh you know faqs how to track your order you know uh blogs so uh, blogs have helped my website be more branded overall because regular regular website you know people aren't doing that anymore so you need to be spectacular you need to be uh extraordinary if you want to have an extraordinary brand so you need to tell people why they should buy from you who are you exactly you know what i mean what is your cause what is your why like you were saying on branding um, and then a couple other things would be, you know, make sure that the front page layout is not filled with so much fluff that people don't even click to see what the product is and the description of the product. Make sure the description in the, of the product is, um, you know, uh, laid out correctly. Um, it's, you know, informative. 
it's uh, you know people can see how they can use it or how it benefits them, and then there's reviews um, under that. And then um, just making sure that the process overall is a smooth process from getting to the website to checking out or uh, to adding to the cart to checking out and to purchasing it and actually taking that card out and trusting that you're gonna you know do what you say, which is fulfill this order of getting this product to them for the money they just exchanged with you. So those are very important for uh, things that I look at as soon as you get on the website. Those are very important. What about apps? Like what apps are you using right now? So a couple apps that I use on Shopify, um, if you're if you're looking at like, um, if you do anything with, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Email marketing. Um, so for email marketing, I use an app called Privy, um, P-R-I-V-Y. I don't know if I'm saying it, saying it right, but uh, I use that app for all email marketing. It's a nice little pop-up that starts uh, gaining those um, emails uh, subscriptions from the people who come to your website. Super easy and clean. Um, and then another app that I use is text message marketing, which is SMS bump. Um, that's done like crazy numbers. I've seen like, I've done like 32,000% ROI. I spent like sixteen hundred. I made back, you know, ten thousand or something. So those are some that's big. Fucking, apps. And that's just when, like, you exit, you exit the site, and they send you a text message, right? Yeah. Like, so, hey, you forgot to buy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So I have it set up for, um, you know, if someone goes, so you know, and all, I always think about it as if I'm the person who's buying something. You know, my mom calls me. You know, I have a daughter, so her mom calls me. You know, I gotta go take care of an errand real quick. I can for easily forget to buy something. You know what I mean? So I'm just always in my head, I want to stay in front of my customer as much as I can. So I have a text message marketing set up. So if someone adds something to the cart, they forget to check out. After five minutes, it'll text them, uh, text them and let them know, hey, you forgot something in your cart. Here's the link to go buy it right now. It's everything saved in there already. You just got to click check out, put your information in. So make it easy. So I got that one for five minutes. I have one for an hour and I have one for 24 hours. And then they also get emails as well. So I'm staying in front of my customers. Have you um have you experimented? I heard of some people um doing like text message newsletters, like kind of like emails. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I never really tested it for real. Yeah, I've heard of some people like they they send uh I don't know coupons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like kind of even like uh <clears throat> Gary V, like he got that wine tech shit, and it literally yeah. just sends people coupons for wine. It like it just tells people deals on wine. You know what I'm saying? And all in all, it's really just a text message sign up. People sign up for the text and they just get it like every other day or every, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Have you uh, experimented or heard anybody doing uh, dealing with that? I've heard about it, but I've never seen anybody testing it or anything like that. I usually do uh, text message marketing just for the abandoned carts. And then um, when I have like new stuff coming in and I want to release it to everybody else in all the text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I've never really tested it before, though. I know another app people sleep on a lot, though, which I know converts like crazy for people is those um, apps where, like, when you when you about to check out, it'd be like, do you want this too? You know what I'm saying? It it'll like add stuff on. To, you know what I'm talking about? It'll yeah. add stuff onto the onto the order. Yeah, it's like an upsell. Yeah, like a ups like an upsell app, and you see Amazon doing that using that type of shit all the time. Like, you use it too. Yeah, so I use I usually use it for my dropshipping stores. Um, you know, it's a lot more complicated to do that because of so many options with do rags. So you know, I may go through and like it, it'll take a while to really you know pair up which ones. If someone you know put this in their cart, then they should get this and this because there's so many different matching sets and stuff like that. But I highly recommend it if you're selling like a problem solving product and you got something else that can 
come with it that's super clean that you can like cut off like 50% cut your margins but you're still increasing your overall margin then that's when I was super like I, I really 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 love upselling and downselling because you can make some extra cash uh just from you know upselling a product that may only cost you a couple dollars so definitely mm -hmm. and them up them upsells and a lot of people don't I don't understand like I feel like when people make an e-commerce store they need to look at what these big players are doing because yeah. a lot of these apps and shit that are on Shopify, like these big players like like Amazon are do are using that shit. And, and honestly, I feel victim to the upsell of Amazon a few times. Like when I'm when I'm about to check out and then they have like some other extra stuff to add on to the bottom. Like honestly, uh maybe like, a, maybe like a uh like like a week or like a week ago, I bought an air fryer. I bought I bought an air fryer and then while I was buying an air fryer, it was like, do you want this tray and do you want these little sheets that you know you can bake you know you can bake something with and whatever? And I bought every single one of them from motherfuckers <laughs> and added and added it onto the order and it was like an extra seventy dollars. They upsold me another seventy dollars on top of right. what I was already buying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, so I feel like yeah, definitely a, a lot of people, a lot of people sleep. Uh, sleep on that shit what about what about chargebacks and stuff like that have you got any had, had any issues like people doing chargebacks and stuff big time so I've, I've gotten like chargebacks a few times like a few times too many and like the real way to get around it is by on shopify when someone purchases and they you get that first like red notification of it's a high risk uh order first thing i do is i scroll down and I look at the card that they paid with. And when, if you click the arrow that's next to the last four digits of their card number, you can look at the name on the card. So if it doesn't match with the person that's on there, I just don't fulfill the order. Like, <laughs> and literally you, I've avoided so many chargebacks because people end up saying like, hey, somebody stole my card or X, Y, and Z. And I can obviously see that now, the, all right, well, it took me a little bit to really see that. So when I found it, it completely, I haven't had a chargeback in like, a few months like I, i've totally avoided chargebacks as a whole just by looking at the card number looking at the name that's on there if it doesn't match i don't do the order <laughs> that's, that's funny that's funny as hell <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as hell now when it goes um when it goes into like uh the different plans and stuff like that to use with shopify when you first starting do you think people should start with the I guess some people would say like you know start you just get just get the full like the full big boy plan in the beginning and then you know just have it there. Do you advise people to like just start with the basic and then just yeah. move with the basic yada yada yada? Yeah, so I always recommend the basics because you don't want to overwhelm yourself in the beginning, especially when you start in something new like a new skill. You don't want to overwhelm yourself by spending a lot of money thinking you go get a lot of results, not realizing just because you spend a lot don't mean it's going don't mean the, the work that you're putting in is going to bring you back more. You know what I mean? So you got to really pay attention to, um, you know, when you're in the beginning, yo, your budget. Like you can't even look at anybody else's budget but yours because you're the person testing. So I always start off with the basics. Use the, you know, the $29.99 uh, Shopify um, subscription um, or just start off with the free trial. You know, take advantage of it. Go through the app or go through the website. See how the platform works. YouTube, how to work Shopify, look at all the videos, understand it before you even take your free trial. So that way, when you get into it, now you already know where everything is. 
you're just moving through it smoothly instead of looking at stuff, not knowing what anything is, not knowing what this tab is, how to find this, you know, it's, it's going to take a lot longer than you preparing yourself, which is why preparation is huge. Mm -hmm. I, I, de I definitely agree with that. Now, now what us talking about these Shopify stores, what's your take on like, what's your take on like, uh, like your drop shipping having a drop shipping store versus holding inventory like which which do you prefer because i see some people they prefer they prefer to do drop shipping and i see some people they prefer holding inventory so like what about like what about you so for me um you know i i've had both stores i've made you know i have uh both ends of it so i've had a drop shipping store and then i have uh you know where i hold inventory and stuff and me personally i like holding inventory just because, you know, when this virus came out, every drop shipping store was on hold. Like you didn't see any ads, you couldn't, you didn't see anything because their stores, they aren't able to run a store. Like your money is cut off from right there, like on until the supplier comes back. You know what I mean? Most most people are drop shipping or using AliExpress. So all their suppliers are usually out of China. So now your whole business just stopped just because your supplier can't ship it out you know what i mean now if someone orders something they can't ship it out what do you do you know what i mean now you have to lose money refunding people all that it's going through a hassle to do that the reason i hold inventory is not only because you know it ships out faster it's cheaper on the shipping side it's faster you know you're you're going to be able to retain a lot more customers who are getting it in five to seven days than somebody who's getting their products in a month that's just period you know you can ask anybody they're more willing to shop with someone who gets when their product gets there within five to seven days than it is uh than to get it in 30 days so you know that's very like i don't know it's very very important for me honestly that to hold inventory because you can sell in person you can take your photo shoots which is huge you can't use aliexpress photos or google photos you got to get your own custom photos made um yo, yo speaking of photos though i just got hip to this um not even just got hip. maybe it's been like maybe a month that i heard about this company now i'm planning on getting them on the podcast but they take product photos you heard of sooner sooner no i never heard of them it's a company where you you ship them your product you ship them your product and they take they do a photo they do your product shots for you and they even do videos and they do just i mean gifts just whatever the fuck you want to call it and, and everything it's called sooner and they it's lit they literally it's a product shot company <laughs> so like for you know people who just started and they don't have no photographer or even companies that have you know that already are up and going they just shipping off to them they make the theme for the product you know what i'm saying and everything shoot it you know shoot it you pay for the photos and then that's then that's that and it's yeah. hella quick delivery on that shit too yeah i would use them for sure because you gotta have a photo shoot like that's not even something you can even question yeah i know and i know they killing i know they killing because they charge I think like per photo, they charge like fifteen and like thirty dollars per photo, and they send you like, like when you order it, when you do, when you get, when you uh order from them, you buy it, and they send you the whole collage of all of the photos that they took of them, and then you just pick which ones you want to buy, and right. then you just buy the pictures, and then that's that. Like that shit is perfect. Like I would make a business like that, bro. Like that shit is like bro. legit and e so much. Yeah, especially with so many people trying to get in. It's so much room to like really do huge numbers. Like that would be a real business right there. That's smart. Mm -hmm. That's so. fucking. That's fucking facts. That's fucking facts. So, tell us about. Tell us about like these courses that you got that you got out right now, and and also about the clothing line and stuff like that too. Right. So I, I have a clothing brand called One Love Clothing. 
Um, you know, I never thought in the beginning that I would even sell clothes because I was always that person, like, I'd rather sell a problem-solving product or, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I was just thinking, like, you know, I finally came up with something that I was passionate about, which is, you know, my daughter and stuff, and I wanted to create something with her. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start a clothing brand. Um, you know, I got a designer. He took care of everything. He made the the design and the logo exactly how I wanted it. I seen it on clothes, and it was like a vision, you know what I mean? Like, seeing that idea come to life, I said this early on Twitter, it's one of the most satisfying things in life because you can see a plan that you had in your head come to life. You know what I mean? That's creation. So that's that's the beautiful thing about life as a whole. But um, with the clothing brand, you know, I did I did a pre-order on it. My first time ever doing a pre-order. We did uh, like 5,500 in sales within the first three days. I did a 72-hour pre-order. Uh, 5,500 in the first three days. And then that was uh, like 72 or 77 jogging suits or so. Um, so I was able to, you know, pay for all of my stuff and then I've doubled down what I was with my profit. So I took my profit, I put it in and then I doubled down on it and then I bought 192 jogging suits. So all of that stuff will actually be here next week. So I'll be, you know, hitting 2K, 3K days like it's nothing, you know, with no ads or anything. So um, that's what the, the for the clothing brand, then for the courses, um, I have two courses. The first one, which is everything you need to know about e-commerce, that's like more of a fundamental um, beginner slash expert tips and trick type of uh, like type of course where you can learn everything about branding and holding inventory and drop shipping and all that stuff. Uh, more so like the fundamentals, like I said. And then I, my other course is how to build a converting Shopify store brand. Um, that's like a five hour plus course where I literally like go through everything, how to handle taxes. Uh, I literally sit there and build out an entire brand with you. Um, you know, that's set up. All that. Yeah, that's go. Valid. Yeah, go through all the Shopify apps. I go through all the Shopify tabs. Um, you know, I look at legal terms. Um, I look at methods that I use to make sure that I get things converting, like certain discounts, uh, certain discount codes uh, for people who are checking out. I go over all types of stuff, like literally a super long, informative video. Um, and a lot of, I've, like, I've gotten so much good feedback from it. And I thought people may have thought it would have been too long, but it's actually like, you know, the perfect. A lot of people want to know that shit, bro. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not. Like a lot, a lot of people want to know that shit, bro. Like how to actually build, build the store and all that, bro. <laughs> a lot, yeah. a lot of people want to know. So that's, that's hella, that's hella valid. That's hella valid. So yeah. like, what are, what, what are some things that you've gone through like mentally? Like, like doing all of this, you know, throughout your entrepreneurial journey, like how, how has things been for you, like mentally and how do you work through a lot of, a lot of different things mentally? Honestly, I give myself a lot of a long time now. Like, you know, in the beginning I used to be like, I used to have a lot of anxiety. I used to feel depressed sometimes when I'm not hitting my goals and stuff. And I just learned to just like sit back and relax. You know what I mean? Like, you can just you can the only thing you can control is how much effort and how much work you put in how much time you put in so once i started to like sit back and really understand like my results are based off the efforts that i put in so i control my results i can control that stuff so once i started to talk to myself like that i started getting more confident you know and i just started understanding like i have to learn how to balance stuff you know um making sure i'm using my time wisely when i can have fun and when i need to be serious and when i can sleep you know just being precise and I'm treating my side hustles or, you know, my businesses, I'm treating them like an actual job. I'm not treating them like some regular side hustle where I'm out just flipping chips at school or something. You know what I mean? I'm treating them like 
I got to get up at 8 a.m. in the morning or at 8 a.m. And, you know, I got to go, go do this. I got to run errands. I got to pick this up. I got to do this. I'm treating it just like a job. So, um, you know, mentally I've, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much kind of like almost mastered where I am right now. But of course, as you start growing, you got to start unlocking different things. So it's been a journey for me, honestly. I, I love the journey so far. So what advice would you give to somebody like you got a, you got a kid or something come up to you and they, and, and they want to know like some things that they need to look out for or some things that, or some, you know, just like how, how what advice would you give somebody on? On, on that on that question I just gave you about the mental state and also just about entrepreneurship like in general you know as far as your experiences that you've gone mm. through so far you know what I mean like yeah. just imagine you talking to somebody that just that want to know what they need to look out for and what they need to prepare for and how to go about you know uh resolving issues or working through them like what would you say the very first thing I think I say is be okay with failing like you really got to understand that without failing, and this is, I i don't know, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it the way I've said it. Um, and I've always explained it to people and they're like, wow, bro, like you really think like this. And the way I think of it is there's only so many ways you can fail. So you might as well fail as many times as you possibly can so you can learn how not to do it next time. You know what I mean? There's so many solutions to, to different things, but if you're not failing enough, and you just keep failing and you're not giving yourself enough chances to really solve how you failed or look at how you did it in the first place and what went wrong, then you're, you're, you're selling yourself short for sure. And that's why I tell people stay persistent and stay consistent because at the end of the day, like I said, your results are based off of what you do, you know, whether or not the uh, decision you make in this moment right now is the right decision or not. Those, those results are up to you. So I tell people just, understand that entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not how people make it seem on Twitter or none of that. You're going to work more hours than you did at your job. You're going to be even more tired. You're going to not want to do stuff at certain times. It's going to be the same exact thing, but you got to have some type of discipline in your life to tell you, like, would I rather go back and spend my hours working for uh, for another person so their family can get wealthy and build generational wealth, or am I going to start something on my own where I could pass down to my kids? and actually be a part of something like long term. So that's that's just that's what I tell people. Think long term. Don't even think short term. Don't look at the profits up front. Don't look at none of that. Look at like a year from now where your bank account will be or look at a year from now where your business would be or look at a year from now how you would progress in that uh that past year. So so what's so it's talking about I like that advice. Now t- like talking about long term. What's your long term? Like what what do you, where do you wh- where do you where do you see yourself in the future? What do you what do you want to be doing? Well, for me, honestly, like the way things have been going, you know, I'm always realistic with myself and I've always been like, you know, every single day I'm trying to make money. You know what I mean? So there's whether it's affiliate marketing, whether it's stock market, whether it's, you know, e-commerce, whether I don't care what it is, real estate, whatever it is, I'm always out trying to get money. So the way I think, you know, long term. I'm just focused right now on getting as many assets as I can that can pay for my cost of living. That way, as I'm doing everything else, my living is paid for. Everything is paid for. Um, you know, all I have to do is focus on my brands. You know, that's what that's what point I want to get to where I can just solely focus on scaling. So in the future, you know, I, I want my businesses to be over. I, I want my first business to be seven figures one day. And I think like in the next three, four years. I think I can really hit that that figure with just doing do-rags, you know what I mean? And then uh, for like the clothes and stuff, I want to hit six figures within the next year. 
And then by like 23, I, I want to have my first, you know, meal. You know what I mean? Like really sit back and say, I have a meal in the bank. I have these assets. I'm living, you know, comfortable. I'm 21 right now. That's two years from now. So I'm not selling myself short or nothing. I feel like I can really hit that. So those are my goals long term. And then just start building those assets for my daughter, you know, build a, uh, a stock portfolio for her. I already have a bank account for her, get some some properties in her name. You know what I mean? Just like really think generational wealth. How can I put some money aside for her? You know what I mean? So that's where I am. That's where I'm at long term. Like I'm always further out than what people uh, usually think. Young mogul in the making. Hey. <laughs> Young mogul in the motherfucking making, man. That I, I like that, man. See, you got you got a lot of shit going for yourself, bro. I, I definitely see a very very bright future for you, brother. Like like seriously, 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 man. So, you know, we up we up at an hour, we up at an hour in the podcast now, man. I don't want to take too much take too much of your time, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, we appreciate appreciate having you on, man. I appreciate you taking out this time to sit and sit and talk to us. And I feel like, man, a lot of people who listen to this who listen to this uh, podcast is really going to get a lot of value out of this, man. Just out of your story, out of your story, out of your tips, man. Just out of, out of even the future goals that you have too. Cause a lot of people may not even be thinking about that though. So bro, I definitely appreciate you coming on this podcast, man. It's just sitting and chopping it up with us like this. Definitely bro. Much love. Appreciate you for having me, man. And, and if anybody got any questions or just want to conversate with me about how to get started or just kind of want to vent about their story, you know, feel free to message me for me. You know, I'm always I'm always busy. I try to stay busy, but if I can get to you, I, I definitely try my best too. So, uh, give, him, give him your social media. Give him your social media one more time, and, and uh, sure. a couple of things that you offer one more time. Yeah. So on uh, Instagram, you guys can follow me underscore the real test, um, and then on Twitter, you guys can follow me at Dantes Akram. If you guys want to buy my courses, you guys can go to Dantes dash acrum.com you guys will be able to look at my podcast interviews an article on me uh some courses i affiliate for and then of course my courses as well um and yeah you guys will be able to catch me there if um if i don't you know meet you guys or if i'm not able to get to you guys just be patient with me you know comment under a picture comment under a tweet or something i'll definitely be able to get to you and there you have it there you have it so y'all heard the man go follow him go cop those courses and like i said appreciate having you on brother yes sir appreciate you my guy